Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marshall. Good to have you along for the ride today. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about Donald Trump. We're going to talk about uh, the World Cup. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff today here on the program. There's so many things happening in the world, and I am grateful that uh, you hang in there with us each and every day for each of these conversations. The World Cup conversation, by the way, will be part of our National Crawford Roundtable podcast. And I know there are some uh, bottom line listeners who like to pick up on NCR when it releases. I know that the audio podcast releases we record it every wednesday morning at 7 30 a.m pacific time uh, 8 30 a.m mountain time uh, for those who are the time zones that are affected by the bottom line show live release every day and then uh, it's rebroadcast throughout the day on klz in denver it's from 6 to 7 p.m mountain time here on the bottom line show it's 4 to 4 30 um, on kbrt uh, kbright am 740 and am 7 and am 1240 and by the way if you live in the inland empire and uh, you're near anywhere near the 9115 interchange. We have a low power FM 100.7 in Corona that carries uh, K Bright radio programming. And from the 71, the other day I was driving through there and I picked it up for a good five six miles past the the interchange of the 9115. So if you're in that region and you want to hear the Bottom Line Show and all the K Bright programming on FM, go to 100.7 FM and you'll find it there. But as far as NCR goes, National Crawford Roundtable podcast, we have a half-hour daily release that we tuck into the Thursday broadcast here on the Bottom Line Show. Our KCBC audience gets to hear it first thing in the morning on the Bottom Line Rewind. And then on the weekends, we do carry the half-hour first hour on Saturdays and now the second half hour on Sundays as well. So if you don't get a chance to listen to the podcast version, um, you can check us out on our terrestrial radio releases. Now that's just a lot of housekeeping, but I, I thought I uh, would love to yeah, more people be able to tune in. And I know sometimes people get a chance to hear more on the weekend than any other time. But you know, it's interesting how many people um, We'll, we'll take a look at the, the programming that we have here now and tune in every day, which we love. We love the regular listenership and the relationship that we have here from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. But also the fact that more and more people pick this stuff up and share it. I was going through our uh, streaming numbers uh, just last night, as a matter of fact, and discovered that um, the, uh, uh, the number of people who have been picking up this month's programming um, has increased dramatically throughout the course of the month. I mean, now we're at December 1st. Uh, today's World AIDS Day and HIV Awareness, and I encourage you to check out uh, the website of He Intends Victory. Uh, my good friend Bruce Sonnenberg there has been doing that ministry for over 30 years, and it's just a tremendous ministry. But a lot of people go to thebottomlineshow.com or rogermarsh.com, they click on the SoundCloud channel, and you get a chance to hear bottom line shows from well back in wherever. <laughs> so if you want to do a little binging, especially with the Christmas holiday season uh, upon us and people having more time for their regular routine to not have to be so uh, regular, as it were, um, then you can go ahead and go to thebottomlineshow.com and we put entire programs up there, uh, give you a chance to hear what we've been talking about and, and share it with your friends too. That's the viral nature of the world that we live in. Hey, you know, the uh, COVID story continues to, I don't want to say unravel, that's not, a, it becomes more and more apparent as to what's going on. I mean, if you listen to the advertising that we hear um, in the mainstream now with regard to uh, COVID, for example. Here we are in December 2022. You remember back to December 2020, and it was wait for the vaccine, wait for the vaccine. There was never any talk of treatment. Now you find that uh, many of the major manufacturers who are able to get a vaccine for COVID together in several months 
Um, it took him a couple of years to get some actual treatment for it. And I, I just, I, I, it was one of the things that was the most frustrating thing for me is I'm a preventative guy. We I take a lot of vitamin supplements uh, during the course of the day. My wife does too. Our whole family does. And we like to, you know, be proactive. You know, when they first announced the, the pandemic, uh, we made sure we got out and went for walks every day or rode bikes or tried to do something to get some natural vitamin D to interact with people as much as we could, um, being safety, uh, you know, putting safety first, of course. But it just got frustrating that the government response was, okay, here's the deal. We're locking this down. You can't go here unless you have this, blah, blah, blippity, blah. And there was a lot of, uh, I think, some healthy pushback, especially from the church, with regard to saying, look, we want people to be safe. We don't want the virus to spread. I uh, was with my parents the other day, and they're moving around in a new facility where they're going to live, and was talking with one of the nurses there, and and she was very matter-of-fact. She said, you know, now that we, we kind of know more about this, and, and, you know, there's not as much fear, and there's not as much panic going on, we know how to manage it. If somebody gets COVID, we isolate them here for a couple of days. Um, the place where they live, which is uh, anywhere from independent living to uh, skilled nursing, has had, like, a handful, maybe a half dozen people over the past two and a half years who worked there, who tested positive for COVID. To my knowledge, not one of the residents uh, ever succumbed to it. And uh, when you hear about the bad news coming out of nursing homes, as it were, it's nice to know that it is manageable. But I think the thing that the, the message for us as believers is not, did you jab? Do you not jab? Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? Et cetera, et cetera. But rather, how do we approach this in a way that does the greatest good for the greatest number of people? And one way you can do the greatest good for the greatest number of people is not scaring them half to death about things that may or may not happen. And I think part of the pushback against people in the scientific community and the political realm as well with regard to COVID was, hey, you know what? Stop scaring us. I mean, if there's a real serious issue, then by all means, we're going to pay attention to it. But if you don't know, you know, don't tell us you do. You know, I don't know how many people I talked to when there was talk of the vaccine first coming out saying, good, once we've got this problem solved. And there's a there's a meme that's going around Twitter right now. And by the way, ever since Elon Musk took over Twitter, Twitter's been a breath of fresh air for social media, simply just because of the balance that you see. And, and there's a lot. I mean, people are still going to be tribal. They're still going to hang out where they feel comfortable, where they, they won't get challenged, where they have all of their preconceived notions affirmed whether you're a christian or an atheist or a humanist or whatever uh, the real key to finding out where people really live of course the strength of any relationship has nothing to do with how well you get along with things that you agree on it has everything to do with how well you get along with things that you don't agree on i mean let's face it have you ever seen a married couple that survived many many years of marriage because they always agreed on everything Chances are the always agree on everything part is really more of what we learned how to resolve and work through our differences that's how we figure this out. And so with regard to, you know, the, the, the COVID issue, I mean, just the idea that it was just, this was, there was one answer, you know, and, and that was it. And it was the only way to go. And now you see people who were pushing so hard for the government should shut this down and the government should mandate this and everybody should kowtow along with it. We're seeing the medical community, the political community. A lot of people are saying, wait a minute. I think at the end of the day, the real issue was not we need to lock everybody down. The real issue was how can we best protect people and keep their health at the forefront? I mean, how do we do that? I mean, that, I think that's a fair, 
It's a fair question to ask. How do we protect the uh, dignity and the health of the elderly, for example, who are the most vulnerable? How about the people who can least defend themselves like kids with uh, cancer treatments and stuff like that? People with immune issues. Uh, even Pfizer. I mean, the new ad that they have for their preventive medicine. First time I've ever seen an ad for preventive. I've been hearing about, and you, as of you, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine from December 20 on. But here we are now in November, December 2022, and it's, oh, by the way, there is treatment. If you do get COVID, we can give you this treatment. So what's better? Is it better to not get the vaccine, catch COVID, and then treat it with one of their things, or basically get the vaccine, which is in essence giving you COVID in hopes that it'll protect against worse COVID? Well, isn't that a choice that we can all make individually? I've talked to too many people. You have too who have had that, you know, people very deep religious faith. God told me not to get this. I mean, he hasn't told me to get it. Or some people, God said, absolutely. How are you going to continue in ministry? I mean, if you were going overseas, you would get their jab. So why wouldn't you get this? And I find myself and found myself early on moving further and further away from the, you either have to choose team jab or team not jab, but rather to get into the point where it's like, wait, how much information do we have and don't we, the people, get to make that decision based on what's right for us? Well, uh, there's been another case involving a local school district here that I think is uh, it, it, it's encouraging to see, it's helpful to see. Now, when you hear the, the headline, you might say, wait a minute, Roger, why is this encouraging? It's the California 4th District Court of Appeal. Uh, there was a challenge against San Diego Unified School District and their mandatory COVID-19 student vaccine requirement. And it was taken up with the appellate court. Um, basically, there was a lower court ruling uh, last year that said that the school district does not have the authority to establish their own mandate. Now, that's either for health reasons or for legal reasons. A lot of times cases like this are thrown out simply because they'll say the person who brought the lawsuit does not have the standing to either file it or defend against it. In this case, they said, look, they don't have the authority. The school district does not, meaning the local school district doesn't, but perhaps the state of California Board of Education does. In any event, San Diego School District went back to court. They took it to the 4th District Court of Appeal, and the Court of Appeal basically upheld the lower court ruling that says that the school district does not have. The, the, the court rejected the district's several defenses of the mandate, they said, well, we're doing this because we want to keep students safe. We want to uh, do this because these programs can be created to meet local needs. They say the mandate is not actually a mandate because it does allow for students to do at-home independent study if they don't want to comply. But basically what you're telling parents is if your kid doesn't get jabbed, they can't come to school. And if, when you look at the at-home independent study numbers that are coming out right now in terms of how many kids have lost so much ground. I mean, in some cases, a year's worth of education. That kid who is maybe in the fifth or sixth grade on paper, when the pandemic started, that's where they were. Two years later, they're still, in essence, in the fifth grade. I mean, horrific to think that something like this had happened in this country. And yet it did. Um, one of the... Uh, uh, justices who wrote in the uh, defense of the upholding said we doubt that students and their parents perceive a real choice and we for some independent study would likely be a step backwards 
the reason why I think that this now, San Diego Unified says they're going to keep going. They want to consider next steps. They're going to appeal the appeal. They want to see if they can get it up. Basically, in May, the district said they were not going to impose the mandate anyway. And the mandate basically just said you know, for the whole school district, well, basically any student age 16 and up would be required to get the shots if they wanted to attend the school in, per- in person. But also, here's where you really hit kids where it lives, uh, where they live. Uh, also, no extracurricular activities. Medical exemptions, in case you might have a reaction to it, yeah. But the personal belief or religious belief wasn't there. So this is a victory for free speech. It's a victory for religious liberty. And it's not a defeat for the medical community, per se. The reality is, though, if you look at the number of infections, you look at the te- the positive tests, and I always delineate positive test versus actual infection, because a lot of people have tested positive that never really had the bad COVID. There are 77 million children in the United States. 14 million of them tested positive for COVID and the death rate was 1,100. So you could do the math on whether or not kids who tested positive for COVID, whether they had it or whether they did not, they, but they tested positive for it, and what the actual risk to society is. Of 77 million children, the death toll was 1,100. Now, that's 1,100 kids and that's a lot of kids but it's not nearly epidemic and pandemic worthy in my estimation. We'll put a link for this article up at thebottomlineshow.com. As we continue, we hear so many different numbers about the divorce rate. And I was talking earlier about compatibility in marriage and how married couples actually can keep things together, especially when the winds of change and cultural division blow. Uh, Gary Thomas has a brand new book on this about making your marriage a fortress, strengthening your marriage to withstand life storms. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Gary Thomas joins me next as The Bottom Line continues. When you're injured in an accident, you just want to be treated like a human being. But when you are denied what you need to make a quick and full recovery, it can feel dehumanizing. Stephanie Cover puts her client's total healing first, and that means fighting for a settlement that respects you as a human being. The insurance companies don't necessarily care about why you need a settlement, but they know that it means they will lose money. Stephanie will stand up for a dollar amount that values your life and the full process of your complete restoration. Even when the insurance companies are doing their best not to pay you, you have a leg up because Stephanie Cover used to work for those same insurance companies. Getting you well positioned for your full physical, financial, and spiritual recovery is Stephanie's goal in working with you. Save her number now or call 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Then fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover. she knows the other side. When tough times happen, oftentimes we in the culture will look for a quick remedy, a, a solution that will make all the problems go away. And yet, if we ignore the fact that there are storms in life that happen and hit our most vulnerable relationships, well, then we're really not paying attention to God's promises for what is going to get us through. Uh, Gary Thomas is with me today here on The Bottom Line. It's always great to have time with pastor and author Gary Thomas. He has a brand new book about marriage, and I love this title. I just the visual is so gripping. Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life Storms. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Gary Thomas, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. 
Oh, thanks, Roger. I don't know how many times we've talked. It feels like at least half a dozen. Yes. This is yes. the first time I can see you. Right? Isn't this wild? <laughs> this is great. Well, not only can we see each other, if you're at myhopenow.com, you've got the, the video as well as the audio too, but this is the first time we both have a common state connection in that you recently moved to ministry in Colorado, and the Bottom Line Show recently added KLTT in Denver at AM 670. So it's kind of, I feel like... I feel like I'm in your home turf, Gary Thomas. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for allowing me to join in here. Hey, can, let's talk about this fortress for a, a minute because I know a lot of people in the culture, especially maybe over the past 20, 30 years, they see marriage as a friendship, as an adventure. I mean, little literally lollipops and raindrops and unicorns and all that type of stuff. And that's the what we're trying to get at. You're talking about something that sounds a lot more uh, rudimentary rugged i mean i think braveheart when i think of fortresses why right. is why is it that you use this imagery for how god wants our marriages to be you know i i think back roger to matthew 7 when jesus talks about building your house on the rock but then he says when the rains fell and the winds blew and the waves crashed against it mm -hmm. it is such a vivid picture of life in a fallen world that isn't kind to marriages there's a difference when I speak at a conference in like a family camp. A family camp is spread out. You meet with people around a table. You're talking to people between sessions. So they're just flying in, flying out. And there was one I had where I was overwhelmed at the stories of grief and suffering and difficulty faced with good spirits behind these happy faces. Um, I thought of one couple we met had just one child. And she could go through multiple seizures a day. Hmm. If the worship music was too one thing or another, it would put her into a seizure. She had to bring her own food or she could go into a seizure. She, she couldn't drive her daughter, of course, because she might go into a seizure while she was driving. Right. And he, he told of how one time the seizure was so bad, it lasted three hours, hmm. wiped out a good bit of her memory. And he was just praying as a husband, dear God, please either heal her or take her, but don't make her face this suffering anymore. Right, right. Roger, he prayed that prayer six years ago. Wow. And they're still facing it. We right. talked to another couple with huge financial issues, and then they find out their daughter was diagnosed as bipolar. Another couple that had adopted three kids and then agreed to take on the sibling of the birth mother, uh, well, the child of the birth mother when the children they had adopted long mm -hmm. past the time they thought they'd be raising kids yeah and then the child hasn't been developing so they know that child will probably be dependent on them for the rest of their lives the, these aren't situations that are going to change mm -hmm. it, it's not like one storm it's like living in a blizzard every day boom 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 and so it was really how do you make your marriage a fortress so that when these storms hit and they will Maybe they won't be, and please, I hope they won't be lifeless for most people, but when they hit, your marriage won't be part of the problem, i.e. collapsing because of it, right. but it'll be this refuge you can run to that, that gives you shelter from the storm. Hmm. That shelter is so inviting, and so uh, uh, there are people who are looking for that right now. And Gary Thomas, you're preaching to that choir, and I'm so grateful that you are. The brand-new book by Gary Thomas is called Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life Storms. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. It, it, can we talk about what that fortress looks like? I mean, if we're going to look at the brass tacks, you know, we got to look at the blueprint and figure out 
this is what we're actually trying to build and these are the things that we're building upon. Jesus refers to himself as the cornerstone of the church. What are the foundational building blocks, if you will, of this fortress you're describing? Well, look, in the book, I go through couples that have faced medical issues, a couple that had MS, financial issues, death of a child, betrayal issues and whatnot. But if you were to put all of them together, there are three things that I think came out. You could really call the pillars of the fortress. We may not have time to get all, all through all of them before we have to take a break, but I'll get started and you can guide me. There you go. Um, the first one I found is that to make your marriage a fortress, you've got to become strong yourself. Hmm. Sometimes there might be one person who's more spiritually mature than the other, right. have more faith or more scripture stored up. But what a storm reveals is that the weakest, the weakest link, so to speak, gets exposed. First Timothy 4, 8 says godliness has value for all things, which means if you are growing in godliness, it doesn't matter whether you're going to have a financial issue, a health issue, uh, a physical issue, you're going to be strong enough to face whatever there is. And the reason I stress that is there was a couple I talked to where the husband had been caught in a sexual addiction, uh, but he gave himself to demonstrated repentance. He went to the famous 90 meetings in 90 days with the 12-step group, was working with a licensed professional counselor, made the phone calls with his mentors. He listened to the podcast, read the books, actually had quarterly uh, lie detector tests where his wow. wife could ask him any. So, hmm. I mean, this wasn't just tears of shame and not wanting her to leave him because of what he'd done, but it was demonstrated repentance. 18 months after he entered recovery, their daughter was diagnosed with a potentially life-threatening leukemia. Oh. Your doctor thought, if we keep her alive, she's still probably going to lose a leg. Mm -hmm. Both the husband and wife told me, if he hadn't have been in recovery, our marriage would not have survived. Right. There's no way. She said he was off the charts organizationally. She said, but even that would have buried him. In, in sort of the climate of Santa Barbara, where it's always 65 to 72. Right. Yes. You can have this little thing on the side that's making you weak, but you can get by if it's not in a storm. But when something like a life crisis comes by, and, and he told me, Raj, he said, Gary, what, what scares me is I wouldn't have been there for my boys. He was the one staying home with his boys. His wife was often at the hospital with his daughter. I couldn't have been there for my wife as she was facing these issues. I wouldn't have been there for my little girl when her life was threatened. And he, he's so he's so grateful he pursued godliness to get out of that so that when the storm hit, he was strong enough to um, to love those that he was called to love. He would have been ashamed. He said, if I had not been in recovery, I would have gone back to acting out to deal with my shame, to deal with my fear, to deal with the uncertainty. Um and, and so I think you've, you've got to become strong. Another couple facing an entirely different issue lost their only child, their only mm. child, when he was 19 years old. Mm. And Janelle told me how the first year she was falling apart, which you would expect when a mom realizes, okay, every Mother's Day now is going to be a point of pain. Mm. Yep. Every yep. Thanksgiving and Christmas, yep. it, it, everything going forward, I'm never going to be a mother-in-law. I'm never going to be a grandmother. Mm. I mean, all of those things. She said, Gary, that first year, it was 95% Joe and 5% me holding us together. Hmm. The second year, Joe, who's a plaintiff lawyer, 
had some real challenges. He was working in an awful case with some, frankly, awful, godless people. He made a lot of money, but it just about ruined him. And he started to fall apart. Janelle said the second year it was 75% her and Mm. 25% Joe. Mm -hmm. But it just shows you that you're still facing your grief and dealing with it in different ways. And so it's essential that you become strong because there might be a time when your spouse is leaning 95% on you and you have to be the one to hold your spouse up if you want your marriage to be a fortress. That is such a great uh, reminder about that first pillar of building that strong foundation in your marriage, making your marriage a fortress. And, And especially the fact that this here's a couple that had the wherewithal to know where the strengths were, where the weaknesses were and be able to say, okay, right now we're, you're leading and I'm kind of following, leaning on you and the other way around. If they aren't even having that communication, it's not going to work. Uh, Gary Thomas with me today here on The Bottom Line, teaching pastor at Cherry Hills Community Church in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. First time I've said that in a while. <laughs> I have saw this time in Houston and the Pacific Northwest. The brand new book is called Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life Storms. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll take a look at the other two of those foundational building blocks for a marital fortress on the other side of this break as The Bottom Line continues. Call Dennis Wilson and his team today. Wilson Financial Services, honoring God and their clients by stewarding their money well. 800-696-9970. Just reviewed a client who put money into 3D Alternative versus leaving it in a bank. The results are in and they're fun. It's a fun report. Bank Zero, God's Kingdom, two churches in Africa. I often wonder why God's people don't do a better job with stewarding God's money. And I personally think one of them is that they've never been told how or why they should be doing it. Maybe they never heard it's God's money and we're only to be the good stewards of it. But just for fun, this turned out bank zero, God's kingdom, two churches in Africa. This isn't your money. This is God's money. And we want to show you how to be the best possible steward you can be. Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970. Or fill out the contact form at kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh and so grateful that you have tuned in today. Uh, you're right smack dab in the middle of my conversation with Gary Thomas, uh, who's the author of a book called Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life Storms. It's a brand new one for him, from him. And, you know, think about this. If you've got adult children who are getting engaged this Christmas, because that still is a thing, this would be a great resource to share with them. If one copy of the book to give away, and since you're listening in the first half hour of the program, you get first in line. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Gary Thomas's book, again, Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life Storms. Uh, Crystal is standing by to take your calls right now at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll take a quick break here, and when we come back, more of my conversation with Gary Thomas about how inevitable life storms are. But, you know, quite frankly, if you have a place of refuge and safety for those seasons, you can recover well after those seasons. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when, but are you prepared in your marriage? More of my discussion with Gary Thomas in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Bless your children with the help you've always wanted to give them. Newport Bay Mortgage works with your unique circumstances to explain the benefits of a reverse mortgage in today's market. Act now and provide for your family in need by gifting them a fraction of the fruits of your labor. With Newport Bay Mortgage, you can clarify the advantages of a reverse mortgage in your specific situation with professional insights on the current market. 
Sharing the rewards of a reverse mortgage is a valuable act of service that helps your loved ones establish valuable financial security for the future. Use the gift from your home to contribute towards God's work and plans by blessing your family in need with real financial help. Make up your mind today to make a difference in the lives of those who mean the most to you. Start by calling Newport Bay Mortgage at 714-741-8080. 714-741-8080. Visit kbrightradio.com slash reverse or NMLS 332959. Newport Bay Mortgage is an equal opportunity housing lender. Gary Thomas is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Brand new book is called Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life Storms. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Gary, I love how steadfast you have been in standing up and advocating for biblical marriage. I know that the past few years, especially just following the social media, there have been a lot of people in our culture who have come at you and other men and women of faith who have stood up for godly marriage and tried to find you know, the smallest little things that they could try to tear it apart. And yet you keep coming back with more of these books, which feeds, I, something tells me that you're, you're, you're finding that you're energized, that God is continuing to lead you and Lisa to pursue this route of marriage. Is that how, how has what you've been writing about and what you've been challenged with the storms in your own marriage helped you build your marriage stronger? Well, you know, I believe Roger, what I found in talking to these couples, I talked to just a lot of wise, godly couples who have been strengthened their roots have gone deep as they face challenges that I hope I would never face. All of them had things where I thought, boy, Lord, I don't want that to have happened. But here's what gets me going is that they all found that God is faithful and true. Amen. Amen. That whenever they needed him, God was there. God is good enough for us. It sounds funny to say that. Well, of course he is. But sometimes we think, well, God is good enough for me if I add perfect health affluence, uh, a certain amount saved up for retirement. All of my kids are following the Lord or alive and I'm not sick. I mean, we, we have this God is good enough for me as long as these three things are true as well. A lot of these couples found out that faith was the one thing that brought them through. I'm in awe of God's word. I'm in awe of his spirit. I'm in awe of the church he's built. Uh, So many people, like to attack the church and point out its weaknesses. And Roger, the church has so much it could do better. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about the pillars, can I go into the third pillar since I sort of unexpectedly led up to that? Yeah. Pillar number one, of course, is making yourself strong enough. You know, making sure that you're girded up for the fight. Pillar number two, then. Well, well, two. Okay. I'll do two for two. I found was um, there were people who became students of the word and stored God's word up in their hearts. Now I know that can sound like a cliche, Right. But the Bible says of itself, the word of God is living and active, sharp, you know, and, and it, it's powerful. Roger, I think the Bible is a miracle when you need it. And, and going through the Psalms, how much one Psalm can change the way you look and the way you think can change the way you feel and the way yeah. you look at your day. I go back to Janelle, who lost her only son just before his 20th birthday. Again, looking forward, the horror. Okay, every Mother's Day, I'm going to be reminded. Every Christmas, it's just going to be the two of us. All of these things that will never happen for me because of that. But then she started to recount to me 2 Corinthians 5.8. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And she said to me, Gary, God didn't just call Garrett from us. He called Garrett to something. 
And her face lit up with joy. She said, Gary, today, as we speak, Garrett is perfectly serving God in heaven, in glory, doing exactly what God created him to do. She said, my girlfriends have issues with some of their daughter-in-laws or a son is going off the rails or there's depression or grandchildren. I don't have any of that. I know. I just have to sit back and think. I don't have any fear for Garrett, whatever he's doing, Mm. he's perfectly protected. And she goes, and it gives me such joy. And I I wish I could translate it (laughs) through these lines, but the light that came, the strength, and she and her husband, Joe said they had done serious Bible studies their whole life, not the fluff stuff. That's their word, but, but we had done. So when she needed to draw on the word of God, she found that it was living and active. It, sustains her we can look at bible study and bible memorization as this duty you know check it off your list but it lifted them up all right i think of another couple emma and billy their finances had cratered now they had been worth millions and millions of dollars had given Mm. away hundreds of thousands of dollars you well you were in california in 2008 weren't you yes yes i was so if somebody had millions of dollars in real estate in 2008 How much did they have in 2009? A bunch of banknotes, right? That's right, right. He spent his time getting out of that, and then COVID just about put him over the edge. And Mm -hmm. so they're at a time facing retirement when they've never had less money than they do now, barely can pay their monthly bills. And I've seen that turn couples against each other. Um, The wife, how could you let this happen? Why didn't you anticipate this? Or the husband would say, well, why didn't you do this? Or why did we spend this or that or, or whatnot? Instead, I saw a couple where their marriage was a fortress, where they were helping each other get through this awful time. And the reason was that Emma said, Gary, I was reading through Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. nothing. And the spirit spoke to her saying, you won't lack, not because your husband is a great businessman or can figure this out or will you know, find another way. You'll never lack. Because God is your shepherd. And that set her free to support her husband, to encourage her husband, to bless her husband, to protect her husband's reputation. Because she wasn't operating out of fear. Oh, no, you got to figure this out. You got to work harder. You got to find another way. It was God is going to provide. She could be a support for him. And her husband, while he feels some embarrassment, they're one of the few couples where I don't use their real names in the book because they just... They feel embarrassed by the financial situation they're in. Mm. But he said, Gary, if if we were to put the financial situation aside, we wouldn't be trillionaires or billionaires. We'd be trillionaires. Uh, the finances, we, we, we miss it. But man, uh, what we have as a marriage, what we have together is worth yes. everything we face. And so when I see how Em and Billy were lifted up by the power of scripture, by Joe and Janelle, the worst thing I could imagine, losing your only child, we should be like bears preparing for hibernation. Amen. We know the storm is going to hit. Let's eat up all of God's word that we can. Let's store it in our heart so that when the storm hits, we've got a lot to draw from. Um, because I got to tell you that you will realize you need scripture's truth mm-hmm. when the natural doubts come up, when life seems to be so cruel. And unfair and harsh.
Wow. Gary Thomas is with me today here on The Bottom Line, and we're talking about making your marriage a fortress, strengthening your marriage to withstand life storms. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Just a couple minutes left as we're looking at these building blocks of a marital fortress. You're physically and emotionally strong. You're hiding God's word in your heart so you could recall it, and you don't have to wait, let me pull up my phone and see if I could find out the verse. I know there's a verse in there somewhere, but what's the third building block yeah. that makes a marriage a fortress let me go back to two more of the people for the third building block joe and janelle talked about how they had spent their life in bible studies uh small groups janelle had been active in choir joe with men's groups so the morning they found out that their beloved garrett had died they had to make one phone call right and within the hour their house was filled the block was lined with cars they didn't have to face this alone. And Janelle grabbed the shoulders of one of her closest friends and said, look, I've seen the statistics. 70% of marriages won't survive something like this. I've already lost my son. Please don't let me lose my marriage. Mm. And she was getting texts and messages and encouragement, half a dozen or more a day. And then the second year, which was a harder year for Joe, he had held it together to be strong for Janelle. Right. Had the terrible, and then he starts to lose it. They had the worst fight of their marriage. He runs out the door. Janelle calls one of the closest friends from the church, who also happened to be a pastor, who also actually had strong connections with the Houston Police Department. And said, "Y'all got to go get him." <laughs> I don't know what's gonna. She wasn't. He's yeah. not gonna commit a crime, but she just yeah. said, "Look, he, he's in an agitated state. He needs you," and they knew how to reach him and where to find him. That's the kind of community you can't build after you need it. Right. They had to. Be, and so often we look at church attendance as well. I've been there 50% of the weeks and I don't really engage with people, but I can at least tell God I was there. Yes. We need a whole new vision of community. Doug, who I mentioned at the start, who had the sex addiction, told me, and this broke my heart as a pastor, Roger. He said, Gary, when I'm in recovery groups, I'm meeting with guys and I know their character strengths and weaknesses. I know their greatest sins. I know the last time they sinned. I know their relationship with their wife. I don't know their favorite sports team. I don't know what neighborhood they live in or how big their house is or what their job right. is. I often don't know their last name because at church, it's the opposite. I know their favorite sports team. I know what neighborhood they live in. I know their political opinions. I don't know anything about the real them. Those who have gone through recovery know they need community. It's yeah. not something that, well, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll do the minimum level. And community is something you have to build ahead of time. Yes. And so I urge people, don't give up on the church. Your heart might have been broken by the church, but God works through the church. We need the church. We need to be the church for couples that are going through crisis. You know, I think about that visual of a fortress and the building process you just described, Gary Thomas, and I realize how many people are literally scrambling. It's, it's, it's the vision of someone where the flood is coming and they're out there in the rain trying to fill the sandbag, you know, trying, trying to build up that wall. Just please don't let my house get overrun. Yeah. The, the key for all of this, and I would say the maybe the fourth or the pre-building block is you have to be proactive. You have to be preemptive. You can't be reactive and expect this fortress to not only be there, but also work to strengthen your marriage. Well, I, I opened the book with having been a resident of Texas for a number of years, always being warned about the problems of hurricane season. Yeah. 
And so we really took it seriously. We came from the Pacific Northwest where there wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. But after five or six years when it doesn't hit, you know, but when Hurricane Harvey hit, I believe it was 2017, mm-hmm. it, it was so embarrassing because the water was rising. And then I thought, okay, well, this one's serious. I went into the garage trying to figure out what I could do. All I could find was some cardboard and blue painter's tape, which oh, no. <laughs> against a flood is <laughs> worthless. Yeah, yeah. Now, by God's grace, our house stayed dry, although many around us were flooded. Yeah. But it was my reminder, just because you didn't flood last year or five years ago, or t- it doesn't mean the floods won't hit. And I believe if you live in the Houston area, you're going to be hit with a big storm sooner or later. And if you're married in a fallen world, you're going to have a storm of some kind yes. that hits your marriage. And like you just said, if the rains have already hit, it's a little bit late. Are are we connected Am I weak because of a bad habit? Am I a stranger to scripture? Do I know like John 3.16, but not much else? Do I not know anybody in the church that I can call on? Um, Those are things that it's just wise to prepare beforehand. And we're just scratching the surface here on this book. You have to get a copy of Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life Storms by Gary Thomas, because we're talking about faith and finances. How do you rebuild once the fortress has been kind of knocked over? I mean, there's all different types of practical uh, pieces of information that Gary Thomas places right before you, literally on the bottom shelf. And thank you for making it uh, simple, but not easy to, to function in the writing that you're doing. Gary Thomas, the book is called Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life Storms. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Gary, it's always great to be with you, but it's good to see you today here yeah. on The Bottom Line Show. Thanks for being with us today on the Thank program. Thank you, Roger. It's always a great conversation with Gary Thomas and uh, especially love having him here on the bottom line to talk about what he talks about so well, and that is marriage. His brand new book, as I mentioned, is called Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life Storms and Make a Great Gift for an Engaged Couple. Or, you know, quite frankly, if you've been married for a while and maybe the uh, the seas of the culture have made things a little rocky or a little tense in your marriage, you can always do a little self-improvement. This is a great resource for that. We have one copy to give away, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, Crystal and Teresa taking your calls as always, and I want to encourage you, if you do call, and again, we, we, we just do this because A, publisher sent us books, and B, I mean, I've known Gary Thomas for years, so we'd love to have him on the show to talk about his stuff. But there's no money changing hands here. I mean, other than this, they, you know, have got a book. We have a conversation. We have lots of other books on marriage and that type of stuff. If you call and you don't win Gary's book and you ask Crystal really nicely if we have another marriage book on hand, there's a pretty good chance we'll send you one. Okay, I'll just throw that out there. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. As we continue, some good news about the good news, uh, especially an Old Testament book that gets quoted a lot this time of year. version has released its annual rankings of which verses people are sharing with other people uh, during the course of the year. What is the most shared verse on the most shared Bible app? Well, we'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. 
Roger Marsh here. Just want to take a moment to thank you for the outstanding support that you've shown to our friends at Preborn. Up to this point, we have a remarkable report to share with you. Uh, Preborn last year placed 25 ultrasound machines in pregnancy health centers all over the country. And this year, they're going to add one more. Thanks to bottom line listeners, you have raised over $15,000 for the purpose of putting an ultrasound machine in a pregnancy health center. But there's more. You've also raised enough money to save the lives of 240 babies. That's right. Their moms come into a preborn clinic. For every 100 women who come in, 83 will have an ultrasound and see the baby's image and decide, oh my gosh, that's my son, that's my daughter. They hear the heartbeat and they get excited either to become new parents or to become parents who will release those children for adoption. Your $28 donation makes this possible. A $280 donation means that 10 babies' lives are saved. $2,800 will save 100 babies. $1,400 will save 50. Now give us a call at 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com today. You'll see a preborn banner. Click on that banner and make your donation. It takes less than 28 seconds to make a $28 donation that will save a baby's life. Contact preborn right now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Uh, still taking your calls at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. Uh, Gary Thomas has been my guest for the past half hour, and we've been discussing his book called Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life's Storms. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line, taking your calls right up until the top of the hour when Crystal and Teresa will decide uh, as they reach into the huge prize bowl uh, <laughs> which, which name they're going to draw and which winner we will have. I was mentioning before the break that uh, the YouVersion app has become the Bible app. I mean, it's, if you are reading the Bible online and you're using YouVersion, shake hands with everybody else who is. I'll be honest with you, I don't use it as much as other people do, but I know it's extremely popular. One of the things about YouVersion, um, Bobby Grunewald is the uh, founder and CEO, and he gave an interview to CBN News that where they were discussing the number of people who have shared uh, different Bible verses, just passages in Scripture, etc. And as you can imagine, you know, this is one of the things about the digital technology. Oftentimes people will say, well, what about that, you know, the robots and Russian interference and the Chinese trying to shut us down, stuff like that. And that's all real. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not going anywhere. But it is amazing the information you find out about people and the way they use things when you don't, you know, the public opinion poll is one thing. Uh, we'll never forget the uh, uh, poll. I think it was in the uh, New Yorker magazine where uh, they showed a researcher asking a guy uh, what he likes to eat for lunch. And he was describing, you know, his perfect meal. You know, I have a Waldorf salad and prime rib, you know, lightly seasoned, this, that, and the other thing. And as you took a look at the picture more closely, you began to realize the guy was homeless and hadn't had that meal in quite some time. But according to the public opinion poll, this is what they said. The thing about what YouVersion is tracking is they're checking to see what people actually do. Um, there's another app called Abide. And many, many years ago, they were really uh, hot to try to try to get uh, Pastor Rick Warren to place his content on the Abide app. And so somebody that I knew knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. And I used to read these demos of uh, Rick Warren's stuff they were putting together to try to get him to, uh, uh, you know, to, they said, well, you kind of look alike, you kind of sound alike, you know, why not? And so I did this for about three or four months. I mean, I don't know eventually what happened if he went with a bite or not. 
But that's where the first time I ever heard the term um, click-through and end rate. And I said, well, what's that? You know, I'm a radio guy. And, well, the click-through was if you had a link on something that you put online, uh, if somebody clicked the link, then that meant you got further engagement. And engagement is everything in the online world, um, as you may already know. Uh, when it comes to the end rate, though, they, a lot of people start things online. They don't finish them. And these uh, uh, these pieces of uh, devotionals, I guess you call them, they were a couple minutes long. They weren't terribly involved. But they said one of the things that they liked about Rick's content and the way I read it was the fact that people would hit the, you know, we're going to read this. I would start reading it. And they would listen all the way to the end. And I thought, well, that's interesting. That's right. You can measure that now. Because, you know, here in the radio world, uh, can't necessarily see you, per se. You might call the station or send an email or uh, we could still get cards and letters in the mail, too. Um, but in terms of how many people are actually listening, people will say, how big's your audience? Well, I, don't, I mean, <laughs> how big's Los Angeles? How big's San Francisco, you know, San Diego, all that stuff. And it is, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting to see. In the digital realm, of course, they can measure all that. They can look at the clicks and the time spent on the site and whatever. And so Uversion keeps tallies of these notes. Um, in 2020, as you can imagine, people were really going through it because there was so much fear and misinformation about COVID being spread everywhere. The most popular verse in the Bible was Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. That was the most popular Bible verse that was shared on you version in 2020. And it was the most popular version, uh, verse from the Bible on you version in 2022 as well. It's interesting because uh, Bobby Grunewald said that the popularity of the verse really speaks to our desire that we need to be reminded that even when we feel like we're alone in our struggles, we're not. Uh, the verse says God's our strength and he's always with us. This was found to be the most shared Bible app verse in uh, many, many countries. Now, including the U.S., but also Argentina, France, and Germany. Um, it's interesting because the number of people engaging with this and this verse, two billion times on the platform. Wow. Um, it's interesting because when we talk about people who are, you know, where the gospel is spreading like crazy, um, it, it's very interesting because there was a 55% increase in Bible engagement in Ukraine, for example, this year. That makes perfect sense. And, and people go on version and they, you know, want to find a Bible verse. One of the uh, most searched functions was terms like war and fear and anxiety. But over the course of the year, that was at the start of the Ukraine conflict. Over the course of the year, the most top search verse on you version was the word love. As things started to kind of settle in and you know, sides, battle lines were drawn and hopefully an end of that conflict is in sight. It's interesting, though, because you version, the app, uh, first launched in 2008. It is now available in more than 1,900 languages. Incredible what this technology can be used for, for good. And oh, by the way, um, it has been installed on over 545 million mobile devices. 
It's truly remarkable to see the word of God going out through the digital realm. And quite frankly, uh, we're part of that as well here at the Bottom Line Show, obviously with all the different ministries that are on our station. And you know who leads the way in uh, the technology, which always cracks me up, is through the Bible. The ministry of J. Vernon McGee, who I always still think of as recording in his office on a microphone onto reel-to-reel tapes. And, you know, and then those newfangled analog cassettes showed up, and wow, this is amazing. And now look at what they're doing with mobile devices. If 83% of the world's population has at least one mobile device, whether it's a smartphone or a tablet, uh, that's where the new platform is. That is where the real, uh, where the, the, if the harvest is ripe, the laborers are few. But you, when you consider that through the Bible is in a hundred and something languages and it's got some television going and, and that's just one of the ministries we feature here on our station. And then here on the bottom line, it's fun. We get our call reports every week as to how many people call in and engage you know, with the front desk. And um, then every hundred calls, they send out a, just a little deal. And I was noticing in our last hundred call sheet that we have uh, listeners in New York. We have listeners in Kentucky. We have listeners in Wyoming, which is pretty cool for a show that started out on little old KBRT AM 740 in Southern California. But thus is the nature, such is the nature of the viral world that we engage in. Uh, Uversion said that Ukrainian uh, Bible engagement saw a major spike in 2022. Um, in fact, in Poland, uh, Ukrainian Bible engagement's up 241%. In Germany, it's 700%. But it's interesting because when you want to look at Bible engagement, there's one country in particular that stands out that really caught me off guard. I did not anticipate that this place would have such a huge increase in the number of people reaching out for God's word. Can you guess which country it is? I'll tell you on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. You still have a few moments left to get your calls in for uh, the brand new book by Gary Thomas, outstanding book on marriage called Making Your Marriage a Fortress, Strengthening Your Marriage to Withstand Life's Storms. We've got one copy to give away, and the girls are taking your calls right now at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Taking a look at this study, uh, CBN reporting on the most shared Bible verse of the year, and that's worldwide. It is Isaiah 41.10. The verse reads, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand, says the Lord. Beautiful passage, the most shared Bible verse on the app in several countries, Argentina, France, Germany, the United States, Two billion times on the Uversion platform alone did people share this. Uh, the fastest regional growth for Bible engagement, you might not be surprised to see that Africa is the top of that list, but Europe is right there with them. More people in Europe are searching. You hear the news all the time about these dictatorial governments, et cetera, et cetera. Do not forget the fact that there are way more people just rank-and-file folks like us who are looking for answers and looking for good news and looking for hope and looking for salvation just because they live in countries with some despot who's trying to run them into communism leading the way. And I think the same thing goes for the United States. Regardless of who's at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, there are millions of people here in the U.S. who are looking for uh, hope, and God's word does not come back void, so Bible engagement. The, the country that surprised me the most 
with Bible engagement, the largest increase, 76% of Cubans, I mean, a 76% increase in the number of Cubans seeking truth from God's word. How encouraging to see as that nation is starting to kind of recover from the Castro nightmare and um, begin to realize that that there are, are more things to life than just dictatorial governments. So um, good news that that is happening in Cuba and good news that God's word is being shared all around the world. It's touching hearts and lives infused by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, please bring people to you, bring them closer to you, bring them to redemption through salvation, through the inspiration of your holy word in Jesus precious and powerful name. Amen. KCBC audience, it's time for you to head on over to uh, uh, Rabbi Schneider and Discovering the Jewish Jesus. For those who remain on the network, this week's edition of the National Crawford Roundtable, where we talk about Donald Trump, we talk about Kanye West, and we also talk about World Cup soccer, footy, if you will. That's all coming up next for those who remain on the network as the bottom line continues.